Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Delicious. Today is Monday, February 12th. It is um, the day before Mardi Gras, uh, Tuesday tomorrow. And so I am celebrating in uh, style with my great big, huge Mardi Gras earrings. If you're not on video, these things are ginormous. Um, they're masks on each side and then um, with beads hanging down. They, they reach my shoulders. Um, they're nearly bigger than my own head. Not quite, but close. And I'm also wearing beads, not Mardi Gras beads. I used to have lots and lots of Mardi Gras beads and I finally got rid of them, uh, but I'm wearing pearls. Hawaii pearls. So I realize that's not exactly the same thing, but uh, one does what one must. Uh, I used to have all kinds of Mardi Gras stuff. Some of it's like stored away in the garage, but at our old house in Wyoming, I had a Mardi Gras bathroom. It was this uh, small windowless bathroom that had been added under the stairs in this old house. It was a 1913 house, I think, or 1906 crafts, arts and crafts house. It was a really neat house. I loved it. But this bathroom was sort of sandwiched under the stairs that went up to the second level. So it had a sloping ceiling and uh, I, it was mine. It was the one that I claimed and had a shower in there and a toilet and a sink. That was about it. And a mirror. And I hung my big Mardi Gras posters in there and I beads on the walls and I had purple and gold towels, which are the Mardi Gras colors. And my mom even made, had little hand towels made for me that were uh, embroidered with uh, Mardi Gras symbols. It was awesome. I may have been the only person who liked that bathroom, but I liked it a whole lot. And there's something to be said for, uh, setting up the house the way that you want it to be. Uh, yeah, I realize it's kind of sideways of our usual topic, but you know, that is the brand here at First Cup of Coffee. You know, people who buy houses and spend a whole lot of time thinking about what will improve the value of the house, which is useful to think about. But if you're only ever thinking about this mysterious buyer that you may have someday that you're only decorating for them, then, you know, it's kind of like, what's the point of living, right? What's the point of living your life and enjoying having a house if you don't get to do what you want to, you know, maybe it'll turn up on like one of those creepy uh, real estate agent photos someday. And people will say, how could anyone do that to their house? But also, you always know that when you see those bizarre things and you're like, oh, what were they thinking? You know that they loved it. They did it because they love it. And I have been meaning to mention for some time now. Uh, I think I, you all know that I've like painted the bookshelves and painted one wall in the living room. Well, the other thing I've been doing is I've been doing some tiling and I tiled one of the nichos. Um, it's something that's characteristic of Northern New Mexican architecture where they build um, little niches into the wall. So it's a, a flat bottom with a curved top called a nicho. 
and there are two nichos in this house, one facing the front door. And so I posted a photo of the tiling work that I had done with the one facing the front door. I wanted it to stand out more. So I put in some welcome tiles and then some other glass tiles. And then I have another nicho that I'm going to do that I've not yet done, but I will. And then there are the two fireplaces in the house. There's one in the living room, one in the primary bedroom. And I have done the, the flat surface of the fireplace, which I think is just called the hearth. I just went and looked it up because every time I've been telling like my friends that this is what I'm working on, I've hesitated over the words. But it says a fireplace hearth. Because I thought, well, maybe it's also the part, you know, like the grate where the actual fire is. But it says a fireplace hearth is the floor or ledge on your fireplace that extends into the room as well as the wall around the fireplace. Uh, so it's it's the whole thing is actually the hearth. So that's good to know. So I've been tiling that and I may add some more. I will. I haven't finished the grouting yet, but uh, maybe I'll post another in progress. I did post a photo um, like a week ago without explanation. No context for you of the nicho facing the front door. I'm very pleased with how it turned out. So maybe I'll post another in progress one and then do the, the finals. Um, yeah, so that's been a fun project. That's been a good example of a non-monetized, <laughs> quite the reverse, because I've been buying tiles. Uh, it was kind of cool because, or I'm sorry, finish your sentence, Jeffy, non-monetized creative project. It's been really fun to put the tiles together. And I got them from a local place, which is um, Mexican owned. The people who work there, I think are all related and speak varying degrees of English. But I was there last weekend uh, on a very snowy greeting day, greeting in the Scottish sense, uh, like this rain, very fine and kind of turning to snow and slushy. And I went there after yoga and bought like $300 worth of tiles. I had been going back and forth. I went and bought a whole bunch of different ones to see what I wanted and brought them home and tried them. So then I went back and exchanged some and they were very accommodating. And then the gal who I think is one of the owners or maybe one of the primary owners um, thanked me for coming in. She said, thank you so much for coming and buying these today. You may be our only sale the whole day. And I thought it was so nice that she said that. She also gave me her card because I was showing her my in-progress pictures on my phone and she wants to post to the website when I'm done. Not just another pretty face. Uh, I had a busy weekend and uh, we did the, we're in the midst of doing the Faro Feb uh, celebration, fantasy romance in February. And this weekend we had a gig at Beastly Books and had a fabulous time there. Uh, Vela Roth came up from El Paso, and then A.K. Mulford and A.J. Lancaster joined us from uh, Australia and New Zealand online, and it was broadcast on Instagram Live. So you can still see it on the Faro Feb account. I will link to that. So it was interesting talking about the rise in the romanticy trend and um, and looking at my own history. 
it's uh you know it's a time flies kinds of kind of thing i am looking at i should do a celebration um if i could get kensington to play along but may is the 10-year anniversary of the mark of the tala and it was interesting hanging out with bella roth this weekend and it was interesting with um bella being here who is much younger than I am, um, like 22 years younger than I am, I discovered. And she read The Mark of the Tala when it first came out, and it started her, was one of the books that began her love of fantasy romance, which, of course, there just wasn't that much of it then. Um, it's just funny to think about that. It's been 10 years since that book came out, and looking at my struggle to be writing cross-genre before that, you know, and that now what I write is kind of the hot thing, but, um, you know, wasn't for so long. I don't know, put me in a reflective mood. So it was, um, it was a busy weekend. Uh, good conversations about writing and books. I spent a lot of time and energy mulling uh, the First Order of the Fey Realms, formerly known as the Amethyst Run. Uh, last week was a slow week. I did not do amazingly well last week. Uh, I think I just sort of hit a slowdown point. I only got 3,500 words on it the whole week, and I am up against the Act 2 climax, and trying to figure out where it goes from here or trying to help my heroine figure out uh, how to solve this massive problem that she's gotten herself into. So I think it was just a, I think it was a regular process slowdown and hopefully we'll speed up this week. I would like to have this finished in the next two weeks. Um, Alert listeners will recall that I had hoped to have it finished by now, but so it goes. Um, I've also been mulling, and I know that I am, I am preaching to the choir here, but I've been thinking a lot about, I don't know why I'm even bringing this up, because I know you're all just going to tell me uh, that you want Elisa's book, um, which I am going to call Reluctant Wiz Wizard. Um but I was looking at Renegades of Magic and that that trilogy has not really lit up the world. I'm not sure why. Uh, and I feel like Dark Wizard Bonds of Magic has kind of stalled out. Like it's not continuing to gain uh, readers and ratings. So, and, and Shadow Wizard and the Renegades of Magic trilogy has never done as well as the initial trilogy did. And I'm not sure why. I've kind of been mulling that over, and we have conversations. We did this weekend some, um, you know, like when do you decide to bail on a series? So I know you don't have to message me. You all don't have to tell me how you really want me to write Elisa's trilogy, because I know you do. I'm just wondering if anybody else does. Um, yeah, we'll think about that. I think I know I need to to finish the story, and maybe that's 
reason enough to do it. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of wondering why that series hasn't done so well. I was thinking about going to go look at my reviews and see if there's a clue. Maybe I just didn't get it out there as much. So I don't know. It might not be worth thinking about. Um, I would like to finish Elisa's book. The other thing I'm thinking about is, um, I guess Elisa's trilogy, is putting these books in KU just for grins. Uh, yeah, I might, I might try it and just see. I know I've tried it before, um, but not with this particular series. So these are, these are all my many thoughts. Uh, I did watch the Super Bowl yesterday afternoon. David wanted to watch it. And so we put it on because we already had a subscription to Paramount Plus so we could watch it on streaming. And I was finishing up laundry. I was finishing up doing a few things on the laptop. But, it, you know, it was nice for a Sunday late afternoon evening thing. But then the game went on so long. And went into overtime for only the second time in Super Bowl history. And into 15 minutes of overtime. And David went to the grocery store before it closed. Our little store closes at 9. So it was like 8.30 here. And so he went. And I was putting laundry away and listening to the game with half an ear. Because um, I really wanted Taylor's boyfriend to win. I, you know, no... I have no fandom involved otherwise, but I wanted Taylor's boyfriend to win. And then the stream cut out and I was invested at this point. And apparently Paramount plus streaming completely crashed and they like went to having face the nation on there. And um, so I did not see the miraculous last minute win by the Chiefs. And I probably would have been jumping up and down with my hands at my throat. And I really wanted to see Taylor's reaction. So I'm going to have to like, look it up on the internet today, like, like a dinosaur. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So, so I, I just was, um, I'm curious to see. Uh, if there's fallout on Paramount Plus today, because apparently a lot of people had trouble getting on the streaming from the beginning. So, yeah. Uh, back to writing issues and so forth. Uh, people have been asking me for advice on if you write fantasy romance or romanticy and considering moving into uh, a traditional deal. Uh, I do think now is the time. My prediction for what it's worth is that uh, the traditional publishing houses and editors will be continuing to acquire for uh, probably pretty voraciously for probably the next year. Um, I'm guessing that in 2025 is when we are going to start seeing some drop off. Because a lot of the books that are being acquired now are going to come out in 2025 and 2026. And some of them will not do well, right? That's just the way of it. Uh, you know, some won't do well for no good reason. 
Others are books that I've done well in Kindle Unlimited, where readers read them essentially for free. And will those readers convert over to paying for a $12 ebook is always the question. We don't know, do we? Uh, sometimes I do. A lot of times they don't. And so some of the books that editors are acquiring now, a few people in the industry, uh, in the self-publishing community are kind of side-eyeing. And it's like, really? That's the one you wanted to pay a bunch of money to acquire? Well, we'll see. Well, I'll find out. But those particular crows are not going to come home to roost. I know I mixed that metaphor uh, until 2025 and 2026. So up till then, there is still a realm of possibilities. Uh, Bella and I did have some conversations. It was kind of funny because she was talking about it being uh, fantasy romance being hot right now, the whole romancy trend. And she was saying that she hoped that it would still be a thing when it um, inevitably dies down, which I kind of thought was funny. And she meant this totally earnestly. She didn't mean it uh, as anything, but thinking about that, she hopes that she'll be able to continue to write and sell those books. Uh, but it was like, well, I was doing it before it was hot and doing okay. I've been making a living at it. One of the things I did do over the weekend, speaking of author finances, was I went ahead and planned out my budgeting through up to September. Uh, you know, that's one of the things with author finances is that you have to look at uh, money coming in over the long term because, you know, you might have a good month, but then you might have low months. And so I did figure out that I am okay to pay the bills through like September without a new release. So uh, that helped. That helped to know that. Um, I'm not sure if it's good for me to not be feeling the pressure to get books written uh, because I feel like I slow down when I don't feel that way. But uh, so it goes. Uh, oh, and then my other piece of advice, if you are wanting to go to trad, um, yes, try to query an agent first. And I really think that right now you should have a full manuscript written. You could try querying agents with a partial, but to sell to traditional publishing, I just think you need a full manuscript now. And I think it would be better to go ahead and query an agent with that full manuscript too. So my predictions for what they're worth. That's how I'm planning to do things. So um, hope you all had a great weekend. I hope you got to watch the last gripping 10 minutes of the Super Bowl, which I did not. And uh, yeah, if you know of some good clips, send them to me. I My feed is full of Taylor Swift anyway. The algorithm knows me, so I'll no doubt find it. But uh, yeah. And I hope you all have a great week. Happy Mardi Gras. Laissez les bons temps rouler. And I will talk to you all on Friday. You all take care. Bye-bye.